1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out Podcast. That was Misery Whip. The song was called Overachiever, and it's off of their self-titled cassette, Misery Whip, out now on No Norms Records. You can find it on Bandcamp, .bandcamp miserywhip666.bandcamp.com. Check it out. Some very obviously furious hardcore punk from Maine, the land of lobsters, and... Lobsters. I'm not sure what's going on up there. They don't tell us a lot about Maine. It's kind of like Canada. Shrouded in uh, icy mystery. What's happening up there? Woods, I suspect. There's a hardcore venue, The Cave. I know that was a thing for a long time. I don't know if it still is. I suspect. I, I use the word suspect again. I think it might still be. Um, what else? Was Cruel Hand? Are they from Maine? On the outside? Do these, these all seem like Maine things. Anyway, a Misery Whip. Is four people from Maine just rocking out with their lobsters out. And I like it. I appreciate it. You should go check out more of their stuff. You can find their band page on gettingitout.net. Or you can go to their band camp and pick up their new cassette. It is available for pay what you want download. So pay a million dollars and uh, get to it right now. But first... I want you to listen to this episode of Getting It Out Podcast because I've got Tucker Rule, the drummer for L.S. Dunes. He also plays drums in Thursday and played in Murphy's Law and all sorts of other great bands, but we're talking about L.S. Dunes and their new record, Past Lives. So let's get some more hardcore crossover fury with Hot Zone. Check it! Make family out of friends!
2: Make friends out of enemies! Peace to my family
1: Well, the year is coming to an end, at least that's what they want us to believe. According to the Christian calendar, uh, to be honest, I don't know who's responsible for the calendar. Probably Gutenberg, right? That guy did a lot of stuff. So let's say on the Gutenberg calendar, December is coming to a close, last month of the year, so everybody's in a feverish pitch. Pitch? Is Is that it? That phrase just doesn't sound right when I say it out loud. But I think it is a feverish pitch to to narrow down and distribute their album of the year lists. And I like reading them. People like seeing them. People in bands like being on them. Um, there's so many of them it doesn't really mean anything. The only one that I put any weight on is the decibel top 40 of the year, which is already out there. A lot of these things come out in November and people are like, how do you know you haven't heard everything yet? And usually the case for people who are making these lists. Yes, we have. We get promos months in advance sometimes sometimes just a month in advance whatever it's enough time to get everything in before the end of the year to be able to say these things in early november through december which i can't do i'm like fucking russell crowe in a beautiful mind trying to figure this stuff out i have so many different lists uh my desk calendar at work is just full of little scribblings code it's just initials of things that I, you know, I've been going through Spotify and listening to all my favorite stuff from the year. I made a playlist all year long of all my favorite albums. And it's so long. It's like five or six days long. I don't think I can listen to it if I listen to it straight all the way through for eight hours a day at work. I wouldn't make it through. It's too much. So how do I decide? Well, I was trying to go off of what I bought and uh, or more so what I have. I was looking around on my shelves and. I was like, well, that's not even accurate of what I liked because some things you couldn't buy, some things sold out, some things I bought and they're not here because of the supply chain. I don't know, guys. This is a crisis. So here, let me give you um, off the top of my head things that I know, records that I know I really enjoyed this year. If we're going EPs, I got to do End It's Unpleasant Living, Great American Ghost, Torture World, Almighty Watchings, doubtless. B. Wells, Hello Sun. The Executed. I don't know where they're from, but they had a cool demo. They called it demonstration though, and that annoys the piss out of me. So I kind of got to maybe take it off the list just for that. Just call it a demo. Why do people do this now? Promotion, demonstration. It's demo is promo. Pick one. All right. Don't don't class it up. Anyway, Skinhead. That self-titled record. It's cool as hell. Fugitive. You know the Power Trip people and Maniac. That one rips. Most of those EPs, though, that's all pretty hardcore-related. Cause who the hell else puts out an EP? I don't know, but uh, LPs, full lengths. This is where I go way off the rails. This I'm, I don't even know where to start or where to end. Definitely want Spirit World, Death Western on there at some point. Uh, there's there's a lot of hardcore that. I think is on there, and then I listen to like a third time, like nah, it doesn't do it. But 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 the ones that I keep coming back to are like Gridirons, No Good at Goodbyes, that Life's Question, World Full of album is so good. I, I can't imagine why it's not getting more attention. That that record fucking rips. It is so That is an incredible, full-length hardcore album Combust with another life. Uh, terror put out Pain in the Power, which is like the hardest terror record ever. That band Excide. Deliberate Revolver. Excellent. Uh, what else is there in Hardcore? Maybe that's that's all that's coming to mind right now in Hardcore. And I know I'm forgetting stuff, right? I know I'm forgetting stuff. So like outside of Hardcore, King Buffalo's Regenerator is so cool. I'm so excited to see them in February. That band Rips. It's a little psychedelic. A little stonerish, Whatever you want to call it. I dig it. Ash Inspires. Hostile Architecture. I And I think that came out the same day as Chat Pile's God's Country. The... Uh, What's the other? What's the band? I had them on here. Funeral Chic had an awesome new record that I can't even think of the name of right now. And then like I, yesterday, I listened to Cave In's Heavy Pendulum, Pendulum, and I was like, well, How is it not this? Like, you know, you get through that record, and I forget what the last song's called. I want to say something. Angel, Unwavering Angel, and it's like really long and just kind of slow, and it's so good. And I finished listening to that, and like, well, how is this not the best record of the year? Uh, but maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. A Vomit Fourth. If we're talking death metal, I love that one. I know a death metal purist would tell me that there are better death metal records of the year, and I'm sure you're right, but this is the one that I keep going back to, Seething Malevolence. And then, and then there's a record like the one that we're going to be talking about on this episode of the podcast, L.S. Dune's Past Lives. If I'm being honest, it was a record I was fully prepared to ignore just because there's so much else to listen to. It came out a little bit later in the year, in November, and uh, I don't know. It just didn't grab me. Because I didn't listen to it because I didn't listen to a single song and then when I saw uh, X getting it out podcast guest Travis Stever repping the album and realized he was part of it I said okay now I got to put it on so I did the very day it came out and I ordered it immediately it's excellent and I don't feel like I'm being hyperbolic as I say that is that how we say that word correctly I need a pronunciation guide god it that would help my life in many different ways anyway so i was really excited to get to talk to their drummer tucker rule about the band about where it came from and how it all came together so we're gonna do that but first i'm gonna play you the lead-off song of that record it's called 2022 and then you're gonna listen to me talk to tucker
2: i'm not afraid to try
1: This was. There's no way the answer is yes to this, but I have to ask. Uh, I grew up with a dog named Tucker, and I don't mean any offense by this. Any chance you grew up with a dog named Dan? I, d- I did not. I did not grow <laughs> oh, well, up with this... a dog named Dan. That would but have been cool. I will I mean... tell you
0: this. I I will tell you this. I love that. By the way, that's hilarious. Uh, I I my best friend growing up, his dog's name was Tucker, and then my first girlfriend, like my first love, she had a horse named Tucker. <laughs> so and my wife's my wife's name is Lexi. So we we both have dog names.
1: <laughs> that's funny i wasn't expecting the horse the horse pulling out the horse name tucker that's a, I, know, I know i don't know how you come up, like I, I i don't know that's a but i don't know how you name a horse anyway usually horses have these ridiculous names so yeah straight yeah. up but yeah <laughs> well also uh, not only is your name tucker but i was just looking i was looking earlier today at just like some biographical information of you and i saw somewhere that you played with murphy's law
0: i did yeah
1: yeah when many was years
0: so probably like 2011 to 2014. And then I did over the pandemic, I did a live stream with them. Uh, oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I love those. I love those dudes. I love Jimmy. Uh, you know, call him Uncle Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah that's cool out of his mind yeah. <laughs> i I've had like
1: i had like two different experiences with him and they were like the the polar opposites one was like he was so friendly and like all about it and like hanging out and the other one we got in this elevator and he's like you're not fucking coming with us <laughs> and i was like all right what do i say now uh yeah but, uh,
0: he's 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 sweet but street you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right
1: that's right but uh of course uh Why I'm super excited to talk to you is because of this new record, new band, L.S. Dunes, Um, I think I kind of ignored the singles leading up to it. And then literally on the release day, I saw Travis posting about it. And I was like, all right, fine, I'll fucking check this record out. And then loved it, like by far, maybe not by far, but definitely probably my favorite album of the year at this point, which. Thank you so much, man. There's been so much stuff to come out this year, and I don't even know what I classify this this as. it doesn't not that it, not that it matters, but for just tell me about real quick. I'm sure you said it a bunch of times, but the what's the like little origin story of how LS Dunes even became a band? Uh,
0: I I have said it a bunch, but I don't mind it. I I can't believe that people even want to talk to us about this. So I'm, I'm very excited to talk about it whenever I can. <clears throat> and you know, we started this band under the under the you know the cloud of the internet. You know what I mean, where we couldn't really tell anybody about it. So being able to finally talk about it is is really great. And actually people having the record now, Um, but yeah, so over the pandemic, once we saw that it was not going anywhere, you know, and, and music probably wasn't coming back for a while. I wanted to just write music because I just really enjoy crafting songs and I really enjoy keeping my brain sharp, you know, and Mm -hmm. arranging stuff. And I had, just bought my house and I built a, a drum studio in the detached garage um, and I bought a bunch of recording gear and I watched YouTube for hours and hours and hours trying to figure out how to record because I, I was thinking oh the pandemic's going to be here for a while I got to learn yeah. how to remote record drums so I can work and um, I ended up doing the um, Sparta record and the um, <clears throat> Jim Ward solo record in, in from that studio which is great yeah. and a fucking, I did Late Night Seth out of that uh, I did a TV show for a week out of there which is crazy so that paid off dividends, the, the drum room. But either way, going back to the band. Um, so I, I just, I, I wanted to write music and I wanted to like keep recording and keep getting better at recording the drums and such. And, and um, yeah, so I was talking to my manager. He was like, you should just start a band, you know, just call it, call it who would you want to do it with? And I was like, well, I definitely want Tim who plays bass on Thursday. I was like, mm-hmm. because he's like my all time favorite bass player. Right. And um and I did the future violence with Frank and Frank and I're pretty close so I I I I knew that we could write together, you know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and and create stuff easily. Um and then, you know, Paul suggested Travis who, you know, has been a good friend of mine since, you know, back in our 20s when we started touring together and I was like, "Oh my god, I love Travis. He's like one of yeah. my favorite guitar players." So it just, you know, that that just we kind of got on the phone one day and and Travis sent a riff um, which turned out to be a song called Antibodies. And then, you know, we worked on it and we had about five songs, you know, fast forward a little bit. And we had wanted to get Anthony involved, but we didn't want to tell him anything about it. We just kind of, I, I called him one day and I was like, Hey, I got, I have five songs. I would like you to sing over them if, if you would want to. And he's like, Oh, hell yeah. He like, I would love to play in a band with you or whatever. Yeah. So he, he literally thought it was like me and my neighbors or something. You know what <laughs> mean? And um, so out of those five songs, he sends back, antibodies which is the first song the band wrote together and and that's the first song that he put vocals to unbeknownst to him so we kind of tricked him to be in the band and it was kismet because he worked on the first song that we ever wrote yeah why do you want to surprise
1: him like that what was the what was the intention there um
0: i I don't know because i i i just wanted it to be casual you know what i mean i wanted it to be a casual thing Yeah, not a lot of pressure. I didn't want him to like feel like, oh shit, like I gotta, you know, I gotta really like impress my peers here. I just wanted the the whole thing about this band is the immediacy of everything. It's Mm -hmm. it's the the spontaneity, it's the it's the 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 fact that we work fast because when you're working remotely, you have to get things done quickly. You know, if someone sends a riff, I wanna put drums over it as fast as possible so I can get it to the next person and they mm-hmm. can work on it so that that to me is like capturing that youthful spirit as like when we wrote full we'll collapse or waiting you know what i mean like right. you're just like amped and you go with your gut and you're your first best guess and makes your hair stand up so i kind of just wanted to have that vibe and we all were we very into just sending them the songs and not saying anything
1: that's very cool i didn't i didn't know that part of it but so you is this the first music that Fine, probably not, but is this the first music that you worked on for you that was done almost entirely remotely For for one of my own bands? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's,
0: it's, it was this, this band is a series of firsts, you know what I mean? Like and right. re- writing fully remotely is definitely a first um, for me. I mean, I did the Jim Ward record remotely with Ben Kenny, but um, mm. you know, that's obviously Jim's Jim's band. So, you know right. um, this, but yeah, going back to what you're saying, this is the first thing that was like my own thing with, you know,
1: our our own band how much did i mean i mean obviously there's a lot of difference of it but was there one or one or two big big differences that you preferred about writing like this is there anything you preferred about Mm -hmm. writing like this I I did. I, I preferred
0: the, going back to what we were talking about earlier, like I, I preferred that immediacy in that first best guest and not, not being, not having to like sit here and like scrutinize over a note. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. just like, Oh, this is a little sloppy, but you get the idea. I'm like, right. cool. Let me put drums to it. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, sorry. The drums are a little sloppy, but you know, we'll, we'll get it dialed at some other point. So I really liked the idea of like <clears throat> putting like your best guess, best foot forward. Yeah. and and then like you know kind of shaping a song to be like okay these are the bones you know these are good bones um and then like we did get together once uh to at, at frank's house to kind of do like a little pre-production where we like we had some loose ends and mm-hmm. some of these loose ends you can only tie up together in a room right you know with all your instruments on so the downside of writing remotely is like you're kind of restricted to time because it does take a minute to send a file And then Mm -hmm. to get it back. You know what I mean? Right. So it could be a day, you know, before somebody gets to work on something or two days or a week, you know. So in person is definitely better. But I definitely enjoyed the process of of going with your gut. First best guess. Make your hair stand up. You know, that that was a a very big thing for us.
1: That's awesome. Uh, How how long before, I mean, maybe it was right away that you realized, like, you had something. like Because this is, I mean, you know, you get good reviews for records is pretty common, but it seems like like everything I've seen about this is like overwhelmingly positive. Do, did you guys feel that? Or did you feel that right away when you started putting these songs together? Like, Oh, this is, this is good. Definitely. Definitely. And, and you know,
0: it, it's weird when you, when you have something that you think is good that you love, you know what yeah. I mean? Like okay. you just, you're just hoping that like, you don't just love it because you're so close to it and you're attached to it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I definitely like played some of the demos for my wife and she's like my biggest critic. You know, she's, she'll tell it to me straight, like, yeah. in not a nice way too. you know, I mean? she goes right <laughs> to the juggler, but she was like, Oh yeah, this is great. And I was like, what, you know, it, like kind of like freaked me out because like, you know, she, she, she loves everything I do. She loves all the people in my band. She loves all, you know, all our, all our bands. But you know, this is the first time that she was like, she didn't like give me the look of like, you know, like, <laughs> Stop sucking so much, you know? Right, right. So yeah, it was wild. And and, and we knew we had something, you know, we didn't know mm-hmm. what, you know, but we knew we had something very early on when we we like I said, we sent Anthony five demos and we were like so musically excited about these demos, you know. Yeah. And then it's fast forward to and, and uh to going to Frank's that one day uh to to kind of tie up loose ends, we 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 didn't know if playing the songs together was going to give us the same feeling. So there was a very, we didn't talk about it, but there, I think everyone was thinking like, God, I hope these songs feel good. You yeah. know, we went into the first note and everybody started lit up, you know? So it was like, we knew that like we had something then and there when every, like the songs felt good to play. The vibe mm-hmm. was like on fire, you know? So things really kind of came together.
1: Yeah. And imagine <clears throat> despite the fact that you guys are all, well-established musicians, uh, this, I consider you all to be pretty successful, especially given given the genre constraints um, for each of your bands. But it's great. It's one thing for you all to be good at playing music, but to be good at playing music together, I know, you know, that chemistry isn't always the same musically, but it's but well, again, it's, it's it seems like you, you you've nailed it on this. What about tell me about just the, the, the name Ellis Dunes? What is what is the name? Where does it come from?
0: so we you know this stage of the game starting a new band all the great band names are taken all the great <laughs> sayings are taken you know it's very hard to find something that is like cool you know what i mean and and, mm-hmm. and i think this is a cool band you know i don't know if i know what cool is anymore because i'm in my 40s you know and and a boomer or yeah. something like that but right. um you know i I, so we wanted something like cool and, and we, we kind of came up with the word dunes and it was like, okay, this is, this is a cool, like this makes me feel cool. And then Anthony kind of was like, what if we did something like that was like LSD, mm. like LS dunes. And it was like, Oh sick. Like that's, that's cool. Like LS dunes. It kind of sounds like an author, like T S Eliot yeah, or right, right. you know, JD Salinger, you know what I mean? It was like, Oh, this is cool. It's like past lives by LS dunes. Like, this is like a book, you know, <laughs> kind of like a novel. So, and then you have LSD, and then people can just call it Dunes, you know. And right. so it, it it was just like, oh wow, that that's cool. You know, that's that's a cool name. Like that, I can see it. And Frank came up with the, the style of doing it in old English, you know. Mm-hmm. And it just it just kind
1: of fell into place. No, it's a, it is a cool name. It definitely sticks out. Among all the other stuff, because it's a lot of times these days with all these bands doing uh, different versions of the same bands, you get the initial thing at the end, the AD, the BC, you know, which is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is fucking stupid, but uh, but it exists for an unfortunate reason. But this is it definitely sticks out as a band name. Um, speaking of sticking out, aside from sound, visually, the uh, album cover uh, definitely sticks out. It, I it, I don't know exactly what I'm looking at with that and I think that's kind of one of the cool things about it. The, the, the LP that I got came in that black sleeve as well, which is, which is very cool. Tell me about the, the visual aspects of LS students.
0: So we wanted something striking and we wanted an art piece and, mm-hmm. um, we're lucky because my best friend in the world is named Gordon ball and he does art. And I saw, you know, Frank and I were kind of together at his house, trying to figure out what we we're going to do with the layout, trying to figure out what the color cover was going to look like. And, um, you know i we were looking at all of his records because frank's got a a large collection of records and we were just looking at all of our favorite covers from his record collection and everything that we liked kind of was that simple a simple thing you know a striking image a simple striking image and um we kind of were looking through our friends instagrams all of our art friends and like gordy kept just coming back we kept going to Gordy's stuff and I, i messaged everyone i was like hey what do you guys think about just doing a Gordy cover? Like, we'll just figure it out. And they're like, oh hell yeah, we love Gordy. And um, I found, you know, this image with the with some poppies. We call them poppies, mm-hmm. yeah. which are like, you know, kind of like flowers and drug yeah. flowers, you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> um, and I was like, Hill Gord, could, do you think you can make like a one of these, but in maybe like a gold kind of thing? Uh, and five of them, cause there's five of us. And um, he was like, oh yeah, I could do that. And like, literally like a few hours later, he sent one back and they were orange. And, right. and he painted it like he didn't like, you know, he actually just did the painting then and there and was like, what do you think of this? I photographed the painting and I was like, okay. And that was it.
1: <laughs> this Literally, all seems like it. It. it's, it all seems like the whole band has came together really easily. Everything. Is, it, is that, is that factual? Is that, is that, has it been this easy to do somehow?
2: It, it,
0: it has. And I, and I, I think that, that Everything got put in place and was organized, so it was easy. You know, it's definitely, it definitely was hard writing the song. Definitely hard. It's hard getting people's schedules together. It's hard to get into the studio. It was hard to do all of these things. It was hard to not talk about it. Um, but yeah, the way things worked out and our label, Fantasy, they were amazing and and didn't turn like they didn't poo poo any of our ideas. You know, when when we showed them the cover, they're like, "Oh, sick." And we actually, like, did the whole layout, too. Like, we d- redrew the cover at Frank's house. And, like, Frank had all these ideas for the, do- the cutout of the scorpion in the back. And we, mm-hmm. we loved the idea of the slip cover going over because um, we wanted, like, the the orange poppies behind the cover to kind of look like fire, mm-hmm. you know? when So you're reading L.S. Dunes, but it kind of looks like they're on fire, and then you pull it off, and it's just this beautiful, untouched, you know, art piece that just says right. Past Lives from L- by L.S. Dunes. So yeah, the the art was like huge to us. It was like a huge thing. Like, okay, we got this, this art thing down. Cool. And Frank also drew the, the, the triangle that is actually like, it's a triangle that kind of L and then the crack is an S and then D is the other side of the triangle. So it's multifaceted
1: yeah and having a, having a little logo like that, a really simple logo like that is so fucking cool. I don't know maybe it's just because like a uh, hardcore punk guy in me just loves that's uh, such so uh synonymous with that or not synonymous but you know it's that's it's very that's very from that genre of music could get up just a totally straight up punk self which you're familiar with if you're looking at uh, you know you see a dude walking down
0: the t- street in a t-shirt that just has a logo like you know you know what I mean. Right. <laughs> But all, a lot of people don't know. Like you don't need a giant sick of it all, you know, logo. Yeah. You could just have the dragon, the dragon. You know what I mean? Yeah. And everyone
1: knows, you know. <laughs> right. That's funny. I, uh, that happened to me at the I was in the I was in Cape May, which is just my daughter over the summer. And I was wearing just like a young blood record shirt. So, you know, it's just straight edge hardcore record label from, from right here, actually. And there was another guy, I forget what fucking shirt he was wearing, but he had some type of straight-edge band shirt. And we just kind of did, we were both with our kids, didn't really say anything but just gave each other the looks like yeah all right we're <laughs> which is so Dude, nerdy that's, but but, that's but it's the funny, man.
0: hardcore music and punk music you felt like you were in a club yeah you know what yeah. i mean you felt like you were in the know of stuff that a lot of people didn't know about you were in this underground scene that like you know you saw somebody wearing a shirt like that you'd be like oh all right yeah like you might not talk but you make that eye contact like you
1: know like yeah. <laughs> you're a part of this club you know what i mean right that's that's right and uh like for all you guys, all you guys have been part of that club. Maybe maybe your music that you're playing now doesn't necessarily like you know fit in there, but you come from those backgrounds, right? And how important is that to making it, it work in LS students? I mean, definitely. I mean, all of our bands, like
0: speaking of Sick of It All, we could play with Sick of It All, we could play mm. with you know, depth, depth, cutie. you know what I mean? Like we try to make sure that we do music that like we can play with our favorite bands, but we can also play with, you know, the other side of our favorite bands, like the softer kind, you know? So I think that, that we, we wrote this record. Um, we wanted to have a heavy song like permanent rebellion, but we also wanted to have like a fifties doo-wop song like sleep cult. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I think it's important to not limit yourself to one single thing. Like we wanted to put this record out and show that we have, you know, like a, a large, uh, you know, the conversation can go from one end to the other. You know what I mean? Right, yeah.
1: Yeah, it certainly uh, is able to transcend that way. And that's, that's I think that's probably one of the reasons why I enjoy it so much. Um, the I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think your first actual show...
2: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online.
1: Was at Riot Fest in Chicago. Is that accurate? Yeah. So that's obviously like definitely a, I mean, aside from the fact that it's very good, got to be a product of the who you know in this band, right? With all you guys being who you are. And that's like such an advantage, whether you want it or not. But tell me about the decision to have your first show on a big ass stage like that.
0: Well, I think with this band, like the personnel definitely gets people in the door. You know what I mean? And I think it's up to us to live up to that. You know what I mean? Whatever that may be. So, um, with something like Riot Fest, it was like that was the first day that we were all together. Mm, You know what I mean? Like, we flew Tim and Travis out. Anthony and I were already on tour together. Frank was headlining the fest. Mm -hmm. So, we could all be in Chicago at the same time. And, um, you know, we weren't expecting much because we played basically at doors doors were like 12 30 we were on at one so we basically were the second st- second band on the, the small stage and, um so we didn't expect anybody to really be there because people are stuck in line all this stuff yeah. maybe people yeah. didn't even want to see the band people didn't care but we had a huge crowd at one in the afternoon and uh and the the benefit of playing early was we didn't have time to think about it mm-hmm. you know if we had like the five o'clock sp- slot and we all woke up at 10 in the morning we'd have all day to think about being <laughs> right. nervous and and expectations and all this shit so we just we were lucky we kind of just woke up and we're like oh shit it's time to go like get everything on stage let's go okay here's here's the set list okay fucking four count we're in you know <laughs> yeah
1: yeah no it's very it's very cool and uh it's got there's got to be some fun to starting over i'd imagine i was talking to um what's his name justin from drummer for kill switch the other day about he has this instru- instrumental band labica he's kind of doing the same but it you know on a lot smaller stage, just starting over, and uh, I imagine for someone like yourself, like him, pretty well established guys, that beginning of that there's got to be some fun in starting a band from scratch
0: for sure. And I've started, you know, I've, I've, I've been a, a part of the startup of many bands over the course of the years, um, mm-hmm. but nothing, uh, nothing that was uh, ex- those other bands we kind of just play like started to be local bands to play right. in Brooklyn, you know what I mean, stuff like that. This one we just we didn't think that it, we were going to tour. We didn't think that we were going to do anything. We are just writing songs. You know what I mean? So um, we didn't know we were going to put a record out either. You know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe a collection of songs here and there, maybe a seven inch, maybe something like going back to our punk roots, you know, hardcore roots where you, you put out a seven inch or something like that, yeah. or split with somebody else. Um, so yeah, starting a band was, was a wild, you know, especially when you're in your, your industry is dead. You know, people are telling yeah. you like, Oh, you should probably go get a job because, You know i don't think music's gonna be the last thing to come back you know crowded rooms all this stuff covid Mm -hmm. restrictions all this stuff so we shouldn't have started the band you know what i mean like against all odds we started a band which is which is you know kind of what why we're still in the music industry because we do shit that's against all odds you know what i mean we're in a tough industry and it's only like literally the cockroaches that make it out and we're the cockroaches
1: (laughs) that's a very cool way to say um speaking just with speaking of being busy you have seemed to had a busy 2022. Uh, I knew Thursday was doing the, uh, the 20 year anniversary full collapse. It was 20 years. It was, it it 20 years, 2021, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember when full collapse came out and how big that was. Um, seem to rocket you guys to the top and you've kind of been up there since. And now you did, you, did, you got Thursday, you're doing those tours. You, you mentioned you did the, uh, the week with Seth Meyers, you've producing records, um records, starting LS Dunes. You did a couple tours. Did you t- do a tour already with LS Dunes? I think I just saw you did, yeah. recently. So, so, we, so we, did. we like, did like a two week tour. It seems like you jumped right back into things. You know, this is what I want to get to. I also know that you, you had a kid over the, last few years how's that been finding that balance between being active it's, it's, and having a kid it's
0: tough man i i <clears throat> so we moved in our house march 4th of 2020, uh, 2020 you know yeah, right, right at before the, beginning. the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. we had our daughter um march 27th of 2020 so right at the beginning of the pandemic so i was really lucky that i was home for the first two years of her life you know mm-hmm. what i mean like we have and i and i was full-time dad you know my wife you know, it works in tech. So she, she is, works from home, but she's constantly on Zooms busy all day long and working from home. She gets no break, you know, she's always on. So I, I was the stay at home full-time dad. <clears throat> so I got to spend like literally two years straight developing this crazy bond with my daughter, um, <laughs> which wouldn't have happened. You know, I would have been in and out, you know, in and out touring touring. So I, I got really lucky and now she's, it, it's tough. But, like, I do go the extra mile when I'm on the road. If, if I'm close to home, I go home. You yeah. know what I mean? Even if it's for the day, even if for, for the night or whatever. And, you know, she knows She knows that, like, dad does get on an airplane or dad does get on the bus or on a boat, whatever it might yeah. be. You know what I mean? And it, it's hard. But I, you know, after a couple yeah. months of doing this in 2022, like, the light is at the end of the tunnel here where I'm, I'm basically home until the end of January. And when I'm home, I'm fully home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't yeah. – I'm not – I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything other than like playing drums while she naps. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's, it's kind of like, it's tough saying goodbye, you know? And, sure, but it's also like, I, I need to do this. I was, I was born to do this. And and if I don't, I'm not the best version of myself. You know what I mean? And my wife Mm -hmm. knows that my family knows that, but like, this is something that's like in me, you know, and that I need. So it's, it's hard to have that, and find a balance you know so I'm, I'm constantly working at it. i'm still constantly figuring out and i wake up and i have bad days you know i wake up and i'm like fuck man i don't want to be here right now like i want to yeah. go home you know and i look at these schedules and i see oh like oh the ls dunes tour goes right up to the thursday tour yeah i'm game that's fine you know but like i get home from the ls dunes tour and i'm off one day and i'm like fuck man like yeah. i need a break you know what i mean like i had to get we had to buy a fake christmas tree this year because um if we got a real one, it would probably die by Christmas because you know
1: <laughs> that's, the go, that that's the way to go. It's the way to go. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it is. But like, it literally like has altered my my our, right. our lives. You know, to, to we have to tailor it to like, oh, daddy's home for one day. Got to get the tree and decorate the entire fucking house. You know, because yeah. I don't want to miss it. I can't miss that kind of stuff.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's that's tough you when you miss things and it doesn't always immediately affect you i think i think sometimes it takes a little bit and you think like you say just wake up one day and you think about like ah oh, shit today sucks i miss her today you know what i mean like i wish i could yeah. be there so, so i can't imagine being out for weeks like that um and doing that but uh good on you if you're able able to pull it off that's very cool especially at the age she's at that's like the that's the, the best time so um for sure cool that's cool, sure. that, that's cool that you get to do it do everything you want to do i think it's awesome um back to Ellis dune's past lives I found like like yeah I think there's officially like three singles maybe is that right permanent rebellion bomb squad and 2020
0: two? 2022 yeah and there, there will probably be like two more
1: well all right well from right what's out other. there right now what I found interesting is that two of those bomb squad and permanent rebellion are from the back half of the record which is uh it's kind of uncommon. How about well, we tell me about we this, the sequencing of that of the record? We didn't Is consider the these songs.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, the record has to f- cohesively go together, and you know, mm-hmm. keeping the listener excited. But we you know, these songs that we put out first were not "quote unquote" what we consider singles. They were just we we wanted to put out something that accurately accurately represents the band, you know, and gotcha. the sound. You know, we weren't going for radio right off the bat. Mm-hmm. We weren't going for that. We were going for like oh let's get people excited and like we think these songs are exciting like this is what to expect from this band so you know especially with permanent rebellion as soon as i heard that song with vocals i was like this needs to be the first song people need to hear like Mm -hmm. it's exciting it's different it's like it's got all this these you know elements that i think are, are are captivating and like can can really kind of you know attract a listener i feel you know what i mean and, and get people that like our other bands to like this band as well you know yeah so yeah as far as like a radio single that was what not what we were going for
1: right yeah no i don't, I don't think i meant that necessarily radio single i just think you know how they music's just released so differently now where there are totally s- singles but maybe that half of them aren't going more than half of them aren't going i don't know what's going on the radio to be honest i don't turn on the fucking radio (laughs) i don't have no idea because even we had
0: an issue with it when we were talking about it you know with with our label and our people it was like well single what do you mean like so this song's going out first like yeah that's the. but it's not the single you know it's just the first song and so it looks like wrapping our head around like the whole process of it was kind of like, oh, I get it now. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I, I was, I'm glad that I didn't really, I don't think I really fully realized I was listening to LS Dunes until I put on Past Lives in its entirety. One, because that's just the way I like listening to music, full albums. That's preferred. And I think what you talked about—the difference between the songs, the diversity in the sounds—and but the way it's all cohesive and flows together so nicely is part of the reason why I think it's such a strong record. Um, And uh, like you said, I imagine sequencing has a lot to do with that. But at the same time, it just—it's like fully representative, and it kind of does a great job of sounding like almost what i'd expect it to sound like and i mean that like a fully as a complimentary thing you know like it sounds like all of you guys other bands together and that's a a weird thing to say as a compliment i think well it's
0: it's i it's not because i i I can appreciate that because like each person in this band was chosen because of what they were chosen because of what they do and how they do it you know what i mean so it's like you can't pull frank out of a mix and not have him sound like frank you know you can't pull travis out of a mix and have him not sound like travis you know it's that's why i love frank and travis and tim and anthony you know what i mean because it's like they all in their band have a sound yeah and i think that that's important like I, they are my favorites in each of their bands because of what they bring to that band right. you know what i mean so it, no matter what they're going to sound like themselves you know what i mean contextually different but you can definitely be like oh that you know i i hear travis I hear that right. that, that kind of sounds like a coheed esque riff, you know what I mean? Like that's always going to be there because he's been in Coheed
1: for 21 years. You know what I mean? right. Like, right. so, yeah. You know. No, I think I, I think it's I think it's a very cool thing about the band. Um, speaking of all the members and all the priorities that you guys have with your other bands, which I imagine are the priorities. Um, where does LS Dunes fall and is there potential that you end up playing shows with fill-ins just because of how busy you guys are with everything else?
0: I mean, I think anything is a possibility. And I think that not only creating this record um, made me fall in love with music again, but having people give feedback on the record and love the record makes me feel really great. And I think that, you know, this band deserves a shot and whatever we have to do to, to, right. to keep playing in front of people we're going to do and we don't want to do the fill in thing but like we we had a conversation if we have to we have to you know what i mean like mm-hmm. we can't let this go to waste you know what i mean we don't want to be the quote on quote unquote super group that like plays a chicken weekend foot, show here and there yeah. yeah no we're in you know what i <laughs> mean yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly no we're, we're in this this is this is a full-time band so i consider myself to have two full-time jobs
1: wow that's cool i wasn't expecting that i thought it would kind of be Hey, I, honestly i thought it would kind of be you're gonna be behind it totally as the you know around the release of this album and then it would kind of disappear but i I love hearing that it's intended to be a we're, full-time thing
0: we're all of the mindset we're all the kind of people that like all or nothing you know what i mean so yeah if we can't give it our all you know i think we owe it to the people that have been there from day one that didn't even know a lick of music that were about making stuff for us just t-shirt designs and getting tattoos i think we owe it to those people and to ourselves to like see it through and and doing this last tour that we did it's kind of like Mm -hmm. a two-week tour it went so well that everyone was kind of like dude we need to fucking do this we need to go let's fucking go
1: yeah were you surprised at reactions at all on the tour being that the album's only been out for less than a month
0: absolutely man like the 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 album had been out for a day and we played our first show we (laughs) did a record store show which was a show but we only did like four songs but the next day we did our first show at garden grove um amphitheater in 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 orange county california and mm-hmm. everyone knew the words there, there was it, we like to say nuts to butts it was so crowded and right. everyone every single person knew the word so it was definitely
1: like what the fuck <laughs> that's that's super cool and i'm i'm glad to hear i'm not the only one who's like you know over the moon about the record i know i'm not you know seeing it everywhere else but why do you think that it's resonating so well is there anything about the record that you think is that's hitting the spot for everybody like any one I don't thing, know, man.
0: I think that you you know, with the, the pedigree of the members of the band, um, and I'm not talking about myself here. I'm talking about the other guys. I would never talk about myself like that. But the, the pedigree of the other members of the band and and the status, uh, you know, of of some of these gigantic bands that we're, we're in, yeah, um, that gets people in the door, right? It's but right. It, it's it's up to us to deliver, you know. So the record had to be good. You know what i mean people yeah. expected like oh frank's in the band oh anthony or oh, you got travis blah 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 it's like you people automatically there are people out there that want to hate it and want it to be bad so they can be like ah, right. oh, fucking right. mid-40s fucking you know midlife crisis you know what are you gonna get a convertible you know what i mean like, <laughs>
1: like hell and, yeah i'm gonna convert yeah. Yeah, prob- yeah yeah
0: wouldn't that be sick yeah, <laughs> yeah. um but so you you kind of it was imperative that the record be good, but we didn't want Mm -hmm. to put that pressure on ourselves. You know, we just, we just knew that we had something special. We knew that we had a collection of songs that we didn't write to, to, to make a record. You know, we didn't, we didn't, these songs work together just because they did. we never said like, Oh, we need this type of song. We need to put this type of song. We need this tempo. We need a sleep cult. That was never discussed. You know, we, we worked on what we wrote. We wrote what we worked on, you know, vice versa. Um, and that's what made it to the record. So I, I think that we were all just shocked that, that um, you know, we knew we loved it. We knew that we yeah. had our, our version of lightning in a bottle personally between the five of us. And, you know, when you have that kind of caliber of known musicians, you know, it could, it could either be like people really love it or they really fucking want to hate it, you know, <laughs> because it could suck.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's funny the the just the idea and knowing you're so right about it, that. People people want to hate shit like this. They like, they're hoping it sucks. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Well, um, you've been doing Thursday for I don't know how many years at this point, and you're you've played in so many different bands. You got a lot of stuff going on. Big discography, still obviously going strong. Would you say maybe you're having more fun playing now than ever before? Hundred percent. Why do you think that 100%, is? Hundred percent, man.
0: I think that um, I've always loved what I what I do, and uh, but I appreciate what I do now. You know, I, I right. can look back and see the time and the effort that I put into everything, and I can think about like like you said, there's a large catalog of songs that I have, and like I can literally remember exactly where I was when I recorded each each song. And mm-hmm. when I learned all the Murphy's law songs, like if you were to tell me like, Hey, there's a Murphy's law show tomorrow. Can you play? I'd be like, yeah. Cause <laughs> I remember those songs. I remember, you know, like, so I, I, I take a lot of pride in, 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 in having the Rolodex of songs and I take a lot mm-hmm. of pride in, in, in being up there and, and having the pandemic happen and realizing that like, I missed being on stage so much and I miss playing my drums in front of people. Like I took it for granted, you know, when you're driving through, you know, uh, across you know through through manhattan and you're seeing all these buildings you're just like oh whatever buildings but somebody yeah. else who's not from there is like holy shit look at these buildings you know what i mean so you yeah. take things for granted so i think that having that happen and you know being grateful that you know i can still do this you know you got to be you got to remember that you're fortunate and i think that, that with that comes fun
1: yeah yeah no that's awesome that's good good answer too and uh just real quick on the buildings thing i used to oh i'm 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 in philadelphia every weekend right because i'm dropping my daughter off every sunday and when i when i was younger and I would go to Philadelphia and I would see the Lincoln fi- Lincoln financial field and I would get all excited because I'm an Eagles fan. I'd like sing the song. Now I just drive past that thing. I don't even, like, it's not even there, you know? <laughs> like, I don't even, yeah. I don't give a shit anymore. Um, yeah. It's funny. Just the way perspective changes, and you know?
0: Totally. You get, it's like when David it, Bowie passed, you know what I mean? It's right. like you think David Bowie's going to be around forever. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? It's right. like, yeah. Yeah. When he's gone. You're like, what the fuck? Now I got to listen to all the records. <laughs>
1: that's true but nobody minds that of course that's that's a that's a pleasure ls dunes i told you is probably my favorite album of the year you've been out there on the road a lot you listen to a lot of records what are some of what is one of some of your favorite records that came out this year
0: well i'm biased because i'm really lucky that i three of my favorite records are my favorite uh, three of my favorite records are ones that i worked on this year and, and that's the jim ward daggers which i i I love, I just love Jim's songwriting and, and they I don't know that cool one. So I'm going to have
1: to look that one up, but I don't know that
0: one. Yeah. That, that, yeah, he that came out in the beginning of the year. That's myself, Jim Ward and Ben Kenny from Inky, This on bass. Um, and Jim's a fantastic songwriter. And then second Sparta, the new Sparta mm-hmm. record came out and I was it lucky like enough to work one. on that yeah. as well. And, and the reason I like them so much is because Jim sends me full songs on guitar and I just put drums to them. You know what I mean? So these are like, I loved these songs when they were just Jim. Right. on guitar singing you know and then um i was fortunate enough to work on uh kaylee goldsworthy's uh, goldsworthy's live record um she did a, a, a like four songs from um from her record learning how to be happy she did them live and i was lucky yeah. enough to work on that so that came out as like an ep uh,
1: there's two of those i got to check out i'm familiar with the sparta one and i enjoyed that one as well again ellis dunes great glad you had so much success with it hope it keeps happening Bye. thank you so much for taking the time So there you have it. That was my conversation with Tucker Rule of LS Dunes Thursday and many other bands. It was a pleasure to speak with him. And even more of a pleasure to have the opportunity to spread the gospel of LS Dunes and their new album, Past Lives, available everywhere, courtesy of Fantasy Records. Go get yourself a copy like I did with the cool slipcase. A record with a slip case? Not very common. CD with a slipcase used to be very common. Do I still have all my o-cards as they called them for my CD collection? You damn right I do. Do I have the CDs within all of them? Probably not, but I tried to. It's just those o-cards. You need to keep them. Same with the obi strips, same with the with everything, you know, cuz you got to hoard your music collection like I do. Anyway, LS Dunes great for hoarding music, great for listening to music, best for listening to music, I should say, great songs. And it uh, sounds like we can expect more, though I am going to be nice and not expect that anytime soon, though I'll take it tomorrow. Actually, you know what? I'm good with listening to this record for quite a while. It's awesome. So again, thanks to Tucker for the time, for the tunes, and for the conversation. Hope you enjoyed it. If you're not familiar with the band, I hope I was able to make you familiar with the band. And I really do implore you to listen to that album front to back and let me know if you like it. You can let me know if you hate it, too. Just know I don't care. Which is kind of funny the way that works because I do care if you like it. I don't care if you don't. You're going to be able to do that in just a minute because I'm going to wrap up this episode. But first, I want to tell you to go to gettingitout.net. Just posted a record review from X X, talking about ripped to shreds, death metal, juggernaut of an album, Jubian, out on Relapse Records. We had, of course, Andrew Lee on Getting It Out Podcast to discuss that. And now... We got a review for you up on gettingitout.net. Check it out. Read all about it. If you love death metal, you'll love this record. If you like things that are Chinese, you'll like this record too. It's got all, it covers it all, man. What more could you want? Moving on. You might not know this, but I put a lot of thought into the songs that open and end each podcast. Thought? Yeah, I actually do think about it. Usually I try to pick something that goes with the episode. Sometimes, like the beginning of this one, it's just one that I want a lot of people to hear, so I put it at the front. This one I'm putting at the end. Because I think it's gonna get the attention. It's gonna get, it's gonna get the attention it deserves. It's on a big enough label. It's gonna get targeted to the audience that likes this stuff. Uh, but I found that I like this more than I would expect. This band is called Polar and they're from Guildford, UK. I don't know where that is. That's why I said it like that. Um, they would, well, how would you describe this? Maybe melodic hardcore, maybe metalcore. You can do, you can use any of those descriptors. They have big choruses, and the song I'm going to play for you is called Rush, and it doesn't sound like any of that, so that's kind of why I wanted to play it. I want you to check it out. I want you to be interested. Their new album is called Everywhere, Everything. It's coming out January 13th on a rising empire, and I just want to get it on your radar, specifically the radars of people who wouldn't usually give it the time of day, so here's a song from Polar's. Everywhere, Everything, called Rush. Doesn't sound like the rest of the record, but I think you might like it. Let this be an introduction to you, as well as an outro. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.